Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. morning for me. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am Claudia, your host. And Presently Aquí is a beautiful community of healers that come together to share their remarkable stories of how they overcame challenges to discover self-healing and start their path of self-love. And as always, I am always excited to introduce a new guest. And today I have Kevin Palmieri. He's a CFO, founder, and co-host, no, actually, CFO, founder, co-host, and peak performance podcast, podcast coach. After hitting his goal of a six-figure income, Kevin realized that there had to be more. He had the car, he had the money, and the typical American dream. It took getting it all to realize that what matters most is your thoughts. And now, that's how Next Level University was born. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me, Claudia. I am very excited to chat. Happy Saturday morning. Thank you for getting up early. Yes, of course, definitely. <laughs> I was super excited to have this conversation. You're automatically, I know you're in the podcast industry, but you already have this heartwarming, mm -hmm. welcoming energy of you about you. So thank you. Uh, I was. I'll get up early for that kind of energy. <laughs> well, Any I appreciate day. it. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm. I'm very blessed to to get to meet amazing people like you all the time. And I used to be so afraid of meeting strangers, mm -hmm. and now I meet strangers every single day. So life is weird like that. Yeah, it is weird like that because we don't know that we're each other's teacher and mm -hmm. gift, right? As we are yeah. encountering new people. So mm -hmm. yes, um, I'm well aware. I worked in hospitality most of my life, so meeting strangers was normal. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, um, per usual, we're going to start with three deep breaths together um, to cleanse the energy and start this beautiful conversation. Um, so, the listener out there, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you are not driving, please try to close your eyes or put your eyes somewhere where they're not really paying attention to any focus. Um, so, we're going to take a, a first deep breath together. In the next deep breath, I want you to notice what it's like to be in your body. <clears throat> and then the last breath, I want you to be with all of you, your thoughts, your body, the environment. Just be aware of it all. And then let it go on the out breath. And for the listener, if you want to take more by yourself, you can take more breaths as you're listening to us. Um, so, yeah, right? I'm very, <laughs> I feel very flowy now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I, I find it, I mean, it's also helpful no matter where you are. Um, but um, if I have someone who's a meditator, I'll have them do a meditation. Um, but it's always good because I know you're already halfway in the middle of your day. So kind of like cleansing whatever happened and just kind of be here now right because mm. you're, you're well aware mm -hmm. and we'll dive into that i'm so excited um so let's get into this amazing conversation kevin my love um what are some of the challenges that you faced early on to your path to self-discovery 
Yeah, I think that probably the biggest thing I faced was not understanding the importance of self-discovery and mm. understanding myself at a deep level. So I was someone who I assumed if I got a certain level of external success, I'd feel really good about my internal self and all the external trappings of success would, would just fix that. It would fix the voids. It would fix the insecurities. Learning about that and getting everything and having a nice car and a lot of money and my girlfriend was a model, all those things, mm. that, if anything, probably made understanding myself even harder because the intention wasn't to learn about me. It was to make more things to mask the stuff that I was feeling. So I would say that. I would say not necessarily being exposed to the importance of self-discovery and self-awareness right. and then putting a lot of emphasis into external versus going inward is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can I can definitely see that happening to most people, right? Because we are all kind of have this programming of the external happiness and thinking yeah. that that's the fulfilling aspect that we're looking for. But really, it's, it's you, right? Yourself. Yeah. Well, um, even, mm -hmm. even fulfillment, right? I, happiness, I believe more than anything, is an external... It's created by external results. So... If this interview goes well and Claudia likes me, I will be happy. Right. R regardless of how this goes, I am currently fulfilled mm -hmm. because I'm in the process of doing what I love. I'm in the process of growing and contributing towards something greater than myself. Yes. That's all internal stuff. Yes. Right. So I think just the happiness, fulfillment, understanding is something I never, n never, ever, ever knew. Yeah. Right. And that's important. Um, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. Um, so um, at the point that you've realized, you know, these external fulfillments versus internal fulfillments, right? Um, what is it that inspired you? What is it that kind of clicked the button in your brain that said, oh, wait a minute, that's not how I want to move forward with my life? So I worked really, really, really hard for an entire year. And my main focus and main purpose for that year was to make as much money as I could. Mm. I made $100,000 that year, I was 26. I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. I opened my final pay stub, and when I opened it, I realized that for most of my life, and especially that year, I had lived unconsciously. Mm. I was just going through the motions. I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing. And I remember thinking to myself, the direct opposite of unconscious, to me, is not conscious. It's hyperconscious. Right? The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. I want to be more hyperconscious mm -hmm. because a lot of the pain that I'm experiencing today is based on the fact that I didn't know myself. Right. I didn't know what I valued as a human. I didn't know my core beliefs, my core aspirations, my core goals. I didn't know any of that. So if I knew more about myself, everything I did in life would be more aligned, mm -hmm. technically, because yes. it can't be aligned if you don't know what's aligned. That is when... I started the podcast after that, and it was that. I want to have deep conversations with people who mm -hmm. understand themselves or we can help each other understand each other at a deeper level and ourselves mm -hmm. at a deeper level. That was really the, the thing for me. Wow. It's it's truly remarkable how most people are like, ah, I was reaching rock bottom, and you're like, I reached high bottom. <laughs> 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 high top, right? I'm just saying, you know, the top of, of right? And, and you're like, uh, mm-mm. No, this is not 
this is not how it's supposed to feel. I have the yeah. money. Like you say, you have all these things, and yet, why do I feel like there's a void, right? Like there's yeah. just... Yeah, or why do I not, why am I not everything I thought I would be? Mm. Why am I not confident? Why am I still insecure? Mm. All those things, I... Mm. It, it's been a very interesting journey and understanding. I just yeah. got a new car recently. And I, I did a post about this. I didn't get the car so I'd feel better about myself. That's not why I got the car. I don't mm -hmm. expect that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to fulfill me. It's not going to make me feel any better, most likely. Will I get little bouts of happiness when I drive it? Sure. Right. But it's not going to fix insecurities. It's not going to fix anxiety. It's not going to fix depression. It's not going to fix any of that. Right. It's an external thing that lives in the external world. Mm -hmm. I am trying to work on the internal stuff that lives on the internal stuff you know so right. it's it's right. been a very interesting journey right. especially as somebody who never really i never really cared about how i thought about myself mm, mm, mm -hmm. very it just big. didn't it didn't matter mm -hmm. right 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 because we're we're not going in we're going out and thinking of all the things outside right and not and that's a, that's a big one, right? That's really big. I didn't care how I felt and how I, what I truly needed and mm -hmm. my needs and to be valued and seen by my own aspect, my own self. Yeah. Uh, that is a big one, big, big, big one because that, wow, I just got chills. Because most people are in that externalization, even if they're, you know, they didn't acquire the goals that you did externally, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they had their own successes and their own goals, right? And I really want to highlight this to the listener, like when you're going through your day and your week and you're working and just not really thinking about you, you know, just really sit with that and like where in that space of my time am I thinking like, hey, what do I need? What, what do I need to help me with my overwhelming emotions or the stress or the anxiety? What can I do to help ease those aspects, right? And as opposed to, you know, um, finding, again, external sources, you know, if you have a headache, you're, you're getting aspirin versus like, where is the headache coming from, mm. right? The root of, of all of our, yeah. right, of our all negative things that come up and bubble up within us. Um, that's truly impressive. So um, as you're going through this, this new awareness, um, how did you... Or what is it that inspired you to kind of like be self-reflective, right? Because that's also something that doesn't come naturally. It's just eventually you start to have that self-awareness of like, oh, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not paying attention to that. And I don't ask myself, why do I do these things, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. how did that come in for you? I don't know. I, I've gotten mm. that question before. And it. I, I remember consuming content that made me think just a layer below the layer that I had been thinking. Right. So I remember hearing something about why do we go to a job that we hate in a car that we can't afford to pay for a house that we don't live in because we spend most of our time at work. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking what, like the time I heard that I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. When before it was just like, that's what people do. And that's right. what you're supposed to do. So, I don't know. Something unlocked mm. in me based on whatever content I was consuming or maybe yeah. the people I was around right. that allowed me to look at life from a different perspective through a different mm. lens and just understand the possibility of that. 
like the possibility of enjoying what you do more interesting what would that be like right Right? that's that's probably the best answer i can no yeah i can give that is remarkable because it kind of just it is that one little aspect, right, of just like, hey, I've heard this, because that happens, like, we've heard a quote over and over until something shifts in you, and you're like, why am I hearing it differently this time? Yeah. And I, and I, even that's the first question, like, why am I hearing that differently? Mm. And then the questions just keep rolling out, it just doesn't stop, as you know, it's just like, why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why did, the, and, and it's, it's, it can be overwhelming because you're just nonstop inquisitive, right? Self-inquisitive. And yeah. like, okay. So for you, what were some of the beginning steps that you took into your hands to like shift the paradigm in your mind? The first one, you just spoke to it. I would ask myself why before, yeah. after, and during any experience I could consciously do it. So mm-hmm. one of the best things that ever happened to me yeah. was... I was around, I was at the gym with my business partner and one of our friends. And in the gym, I'm very confident because I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there, right? That's one, of my, that's one of my areas where I feel good. So when we're working out together, I am very confident. I feel very secure. I feel good. We stop working out. We start talking about business. And this was like three or four years ago. And I immediately get very insecure. And then I started to villainize in my mind, mm-hmm. my business partner and my friend. Yeah. It's like, why did my energy just shift so much? Yeah. I don't understand it. Right. So I asked myself why. Oh, I feel insecure because I feel like I'm on the outside of this conversation and I can't add value. Mm-hmm. Okay, why does that matter? Well, because I want to belong. I want to belong in the tribe. I don't want to get kicked out of the tribe. Right. That, that breakthrough that I had that day was, oh, Interesting the way you feel is more a representation of you than it is the way somebody else is making you feel. Then being able to take that a layer deeper and say, okay, how do I do that in real time? Mm -hmm. And then like read the room and feel the way that you're feeling in regards to somebody else's energy. That, that day was a really good understanding for me because it allowed me to do it in, in reflection. Then I could practice trying to do it in real time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm always kind of doing that. Like, why do I feel comfortable with you? You're very calm and your energy is very inviting. Like, this is an easy conversation. Yes. So, but that understanding mm-hmm. is important because now I can recognize that. Yes. And the next time I meet someone with a similar energy, I'll be able to recall this time. And to your point, it's just never ending. It goes and it goes right. and it goes and it goes. Right, because we're, right, the mind is a collective of the experiences that we have, positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And it just, right, because the, the mind is the ego so it's just wanting to either am i protecting or i'm oh this is familiar okay i know what to do here or this isn't familiar let's kind of you know take back a little bit and 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 i love how that came for you i really do how you because um i want to say that because most men don't really think in this aspect and i know you're well aware of like why do i feel insecure when this when they these people are talking but when mm. i was out at the gym i was awful on testosterone but here and and it it takes a really it takes courage it takes bravery i think for you to see these aspects of yourself so you can start understanding that you're you are a part of the table or else you wouldn't be in this table right mm. invited in it's just the the thoughts and the feelings that arise from 
the reasons why you feel insecure, right? And yeah. so it's really big, and I'm really glad that you touched on that because I know that um, the, the collective of men out there are not in that space of like, why do I feel insecure, right? They just want to push through that and like make themselves confident, mm. right? Yeah, I sure. tried. I tried for mm -hmm. a long time. It didn't. It didn't work that way for me. So. One of the, I think the other interesting things though for me is long before I ever wanted to be a successful podcaster or any of the things that people call me today, yeah. I wanted to be a good man, mm. really. Like mm. when I started this journey, that was the, the very beginning is how do I improve my character right. as a man, as a, as a human being? That's one of the reasons I've been willing to face a lot of the, the darker more challenging truths I face is because that's what I must do in order to become a better man, a more character-driven man, a, a more balanced man, whatever it is. So I just believed it would be worth it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, and I still do, right? I'm, I'm the most fulfilled I've ever been and I'm the most capable I've ever been, which is great. Yes. But with that comes a level of, I'm also the most balanced I've ever been mm -hmm. where the external world, it definitely affects me, but far less than it ever has. Because the because the internal is the strongest it's ever been. Yeah, definitely. That's powerful, powerful. Because and then you're you're kind of sovereign, right? And you mm -hmm. you decide if you want the external world to affect you or not. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird for me. It, it is. <laughs> I, I yeah, definitely. I was always in this space. So I was always like, mm, you know what, circus? You you do that over there. No, I'm just gonna be over here. I never <laughs> really like cared to participate or go watch it. I'm just like. Mm, because I, I live by feeling, right? As a woman, I just felt so connected to that aspect of me. And I'm just like, I'm just going to follow this. Mm. And just, uh, doesn't feel right. Y'all go do that. Um, so definitely, and I, I really love that so much uh, that you were able to get into that space. Um, beautiful, beautiful. So as you're going along in your journey, um, where did you, were you inspired to do you know these beautiful things that you do like what was the podcasting for you the idea like what was mm. I know you wanted to meet people and serve in a way and how did that idea like bubble up and become the diamond that it is today a, a couple things one I was already coaching people mm. a lot on relationships even though I didn't know that's what I was doing right. so I had the thought that I can help somebody that reaches out to me directly. Mm -hmm. How do I help more people? Because I'm not gonna be able to do that all day, every day. And even if I can, it's only eight people I'm helping. How do I do that more and more and more? Really, the the initial thought around this whole thing was my myself and my business partner, when we partnered up, we were both raised in households by single parents. Mm -hmm. So I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. He was raised by his mom and his sister we didn't have any self-improvement in our lives right. and we both dealt with a pretty a pretty high level of trauma growing up mm -hmm. how do we become the types of humans who we'd look up to yeah. that was really the beginning for us and then mm. then what we found is we attracted an audience pr primarily of women mm -hmm. that's yes. when it's like okay this character thing this has to be airtight we have to work so hard on this mm -hmm. this we, that that's something we have to fix then from there it was like oh we have a very unique opportunity but we also have a very unique responsibility right. 
where we're cultivating a primarily female listener base where they're listening to us because we're vulnerable and we're transparent, we're authentic, we're, but we're also heart-driven, we're also no BS. It's like this this fine line of of that. So once I caught wind that we were serving an audience like that, that really inspired me. Mm. That really inspired me because I have a soft spot for, like my mom was a single mom, you know, my grandmother took part in raising me. I've always had a really protective soft spot spot around women mm. just always been that way so yeah i i wear that as kind of a badge of honor and that's been something that's really really made me even more passionate about serving the community that we serve is if i'm a good heart-driven leader and somebody that somebody feels safe being around maybe they'll open up to me in a way they've never opened up to anybody facilitate growth facilitate change it's a big win-win-win Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, very, very beautiful. Um, and to be honest, I have listened to a few of your episodes and what it is, I don't know if women tell you, but again, it's feeling. Oh, I'm, I can feel mm. welcomed. I can feel the sincerity. I can feel the authenticity. So I want to listen to more. What mm. else do they have to say, right? And so that's that's because... You know, with everyone, if you have something, I, I'm curious. Like, what is your book? What is your this? What is your, you know? But I really wanted to listen to you because you also, because you've been doing this for so long, you have that voice, right? That podcasting <laughs> voice really well done. But I wanted to get a sense of what are the conversations you're having um, with you and your partner and what does that feel like, right? What does that look like um, while I close my eyes and listen to you both? And so that's what came through was just like, ah, I see what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You've already tapped in into that aspect. Um, as you know, this is what I do, right? I, I'm already, I provide the safe space so that way you feel vulnerable and safe with me to yeah. you know, share that first question of the challenges, right? We all have our childhood traumas and all these things that are, are very personal. And I wanna also make sure that you feel comfortable. And so um, that's really big. And, you know, as, as a man and you, you saying that, you know, for us women, as you know, most of the collective, no, sh- no, no putting shame on there uh, to the collective of men that are just going through the motions of life and not really standing there and saying, How, what kind of man do I want to be, mm. right? What kind of integrity, character that I want to build um, to make people feel this way, right? Not only to make them, but it's just I'm embodying this and this is the the side effect per yeah. se of me loving myself mm. right yeah. it's i think it's really hard because we we hear a lot of talk about vulnerability mm. and i my thought now on vulnerability is it's not necessarily with someone else mm-hmm. you have to be vulnerable with yourself before you're ever capable of being vulnerable with, with anybody else and i think that's one of the reasons a lot of us don't work on ourselves because sometimes it comes from a hmm I don't really like the way I showed up there or I really wish I had showed up in a more positive light or I I said this and I wish I didn't that's a hard mirror to look in yeah that's a really hard mirror to look in especially if you don't know what to do next so Mm -hmm. right so I understand now more than ever it's like Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting I think one of the benefits that I had was I had years of bodybuilding Mm -hmm. 
which allowed me to look at my body and say, meh, it's not where it should be. Right. Not from a beating myself up destructive way, from a be vulnerable and say, ah, I kind of let myself go this year. I haven't been as consistent. I know I can do better. But even that phrasing, I know I can do better. I'm capable of creating something in the future. Mm-hmm. I think that really helped me look in the mirror as a man and say, hmm, I don't really you know, like that. And it was never really that drastic. It was never, right. I don't like this about myself. But it was just, I want to be more heart driven. I want to be more inclusive. I want to, I want people to feel more safe, mm-hmm. but I understand how challenging that can be. If you say, well, I want to be more character driven, but how do I do it? Right. right? It's, it, it almost limits the opportunity in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And also when that vulnerability aspect to, to yourself, you know, when you don't want to look in the mirror and say like, oh, I could have done this because what happens is automatically we create shame monsters, Mm -hmm. right? Around that I should have been more polite. I should have been more kind or why did I do that? And you start creating these shame monsters, which uninspire you to see what is next, right? And, And then that's, that's where, you know, that's what these community of healers is to help you deprogram these ways that we are kind of, um, going against ourselves um, and not allowing these beautiful aspects to come through that are, are craving to be seen and, and valued uh, within ourselves because mm-hmm. as we all have been in these traumatic situations growing up that we were lacking certain things from the people around us and also limited by what they were able to give with their knowledge right mm-hmm. and now yeah. we are the adult where we can just say you know what I've always wanted to experience what it's like to love to be loved unconditionally, right? Mm-hmm. Let me start here first. Yeah. I wanted to feel vulnerability. Let me start here first. I yeah. want to feel whatever it is, right? And these things, like you start doing the opposite, you're taking your external, and now you're like putting it to internally for you and just going within. Um, and so now that you have, you're also a performance coach, right? Um, how do you help people now that you you've experienced all these things and come into your own um into your own body into your own love um how do you apply that while you're helping other people it's it's interesting because i used to think that if you just told somebody what to do Mm. that was the answer right because that's a lot of the way you know i just if you tell me what to do i'll just go do it i Mm. i'm just consistent that works for me but what I realized is most people, we have to start with the identity first. So the identity level of who do you think you are, Mm. right? Who are you today? What does that mean about you? So I initially, my conversation with somebody is what is your current identity? What is your past identity? And what is the future identity that you desire to have? And then it just starts there. That's the beginning of the conversation. And we say, all right, cool. What was your old identity? And oftentimes you figure out pretty quickly that people's identities aren't who they aspire to be. It's who they've been told they are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a whole nother, I mean, there's a lot of layering that comes with that. But right. yeah, for me, it's usually helping somebody identify who they actually are through identity mm-hmm. work, talking a lot about limiting beliefs, talking a lot about relationships and stuff like that. And then it's from there, okay, how do we take the parts from your future identity that you desire and how do we close the gap on that? Like, what are the things that we have to do tactically? But I do start now from a place of 
deeper understanding, awareness, and identity work. Right. And so, while now that you're doing that, and you decided this is what I want to do with the podcast and help people and all of this, did you um, have to take any um, classes or or were you inspired to dive deeper into your self-work? Did you get mm-hmm. um, you know external help from others um, to get into that space for you a little more deeper? Yeah, a lot of this, so no, that for me it was, when I really started doing this, we were probably, we were hundreds and hundreds of episodes into the podcast. Mm. So after every podcast episode, my business partner and I would be talking about this stuff, mm. right? So I've, I've really been talking about mindset, identity, limiting beliefs, self-worth, self-belief, relationships, all this stuff, pretty much every day for the last six years. Right. And I work with my business partner and we kind of guide each other and we raise new awarenesses. So no, there, there was no formal training, but mm. it was years of studying other people on the podcast, years of studying myself, years of having these conversations with my business partner, years of coaching. I mean, that's, it's just a culmination of thousands and thousands of hours of those conversations and then Absolutely. just connecting the dots like okay yeah. mm-hmm. this is a common thing i've seen interesting this is a common thing i've seen does that have anything to do with each other let me test that out mm-hmm. and just kind of doing that for long enough right you just got curious about it at all yeah mm-hmm. and just yeah. went with it and having a great business partner as a soundboard right mm-hmm. yep. and having also being lucky enough to find someone who's matching your vibration at where you are mm-hmm. and where you want to go that's yeah. That's a big deal. I'm yes. very blessed. I'm very blessed to have such a, a wonderful business partner. And we see each other every single day, so this would not work very well <laughs> if we didn't like each other. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're helping each other grow. It's, it's very beautiful having mm-hmm. that relationship. And through the time, through the years, and the episodes, and the conversations, and I'm sure there were, as anything else, ups and downs. Of course. Um, and, you know, you get stronger and stronger the more downs you get, and the more you get up. Um, and having that that support is a big deal. That's mm, for sure. really beautiful. It's everything. Wow. It is everything. And now that you brought up the topic, what is something that do people commonly do come for you at for? Like, what is their advice? And like, hey, I'm stuck with this. What is the common um, mm. ask? Yeah, usually it's. I tend to work with people who have low self belief and low self worth, mm. just based on the fact that I am not somebody who expected to be where I am today I didn't Mm -hmm. believe any of this was possible so I understand not a lot of people resonate with some of the advice you hear where it's like just believe in yourself more thank you I know that's great I understand what you're saying (laughs) if only it was that easy I would do it or Mm -hmm. you have to value your worth I know I understand but that's not a layer deep enough Mm -hmm. for me to actually use so I tend to work with people who have a ton of limiting beliefs. Mm. They have low self-belief and low self-worth. And the ask is usually, I want more out of life, but I don't believe I deserve it and or can do it. Mm-hmm. That's usually, because that I've been very open about that in my journey where I don't have a ton of self-belief. I do now. I have more than I ever have. But I don't come from that place naturally. Right. And the self-worth thing right. has been a huge, huge yes. construction project for my entire life. So. Yeah. Those are two things that I don't naturally have that I had to build. So I believe I can help other people build it as well. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Self-worth. I'm sure there's a lot of people who listen to you, to my podcast, or anywhere about self-worth. They're like, yes. Because yes. <laughs> even me personally, like, you know, as a healer or teaching mindfulness, you know, even you as you're going through your your podcast and being a coach, um, we, we're still learning, right? We're still like, mm-hmm. oh, I see where I still am feeling like I'm not worthy of this space or, or being here or being this with this person or doing the work that I do, right? There are these little things. Does that appear for you, like these little bubbles of that you can't encompass all of it, right? Because it's kind of like healing is always going on, but you're not purposefully doing it. It just comes up when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Like, mm-hmm. I, those are the things that, that pops up for me. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, said, I said this early on a podcast. I was on a podcast a couple of months ago, and the host was a doctor mm-hmm. for NASA. So this person was a right. space doctor. Right. I didn't even know that was a real thing. I've seen that in movies. I didn't right. know that was a real person. <laughs> so we're getting ready to do the interview. And I was thinking to myself, there must be another Kevin Palmieri that's supposed to be on this show because it's not me. I'm not the one who's supposed to be here today. Mm-hmm. My practice for that is I look at the most recent and relevant proof. Mm-hmm. So the most recent and relevant proof is a few weeks before that, I was on a podcast and the host was getting their doctorate in psychology. I had the same moment of, I, am, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Here. Mm-hmm. I'm the wrong person. Mm-hmm. But that went really well. So I can assume or I can hope or I can surmise that this podcast is going to go well also. Anytime I have imposter syndrome, I try to do that. I try to look at the most recent proof Mm -hmm. and the most relevant proof of what I'm feeling. Is is what I'm feeling correct? Is what I'm feeling incorrect? Is it just logic or emotion? I try to do that. But I don't know. I don't know if imposter syndrome is ever going to go away because as we grow, to your point, you're in uncharted territory and you're mm-hmm. experiencing things for the first time and you know that's where a lot of the yes. the lessons are but you don't really know what to expect and I think imposter syndrome comes up in those moments yeah definitely and, and the fact uh, to give yourself on um, the kudos to to go through it anyway and then come out on the other end and be like mm-hmm. oh it wasn't so bad as my mind thought it was yes. going to be right yeah and then, because I've had that, I've had an amazing guest myself who's uh, a big person in mindfulness who has all these doctorates and, and has done everything under the sun that I felt the same way. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, who am I to interview this person? Do I have the capability, the knowledge? What if I sound dumb, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I did there, I actually, when I met with him, I told him, like, hey, when I did research on you, this is what came up for me. And I want to name it. I want to put it out there and not have it have power over me. Mm. Because a lot of the work that you did, and I research what you do, it makes sense. I understand it. Like, I'm just, my mind is psyching me out. Yeah. Right? Into believing these things. And... I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it ever goes away because um, most of our childhood is the opposite, right? And so as you're the adult, even in the space, been doing it, you have hundreds of episodes and coaching for years that 
I love the brutal honesty of that because it, uh, it helps people give themselves permission to yeah. feel it and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of been my story is like, I, I don't know. I'm not special or I don't have any like crazy talents or I'm not the smartest human in the world. I've just tried to show up as consistently as I can and just get a little bit better. And every time I have an opportunity, I try to say like, all right, best case scenario, worst case scenario, most likely like, what's the best case? It goes great. What's the worst case? I like the worst case is I don't know I fall over in my chair and I get <laughs> laughed at and everybody hates me what's the most likely case it's probably gonna go just fine right you know but it's that interesting thing where it's almost harder in the beginning because you don't have the proof right you don't you don't have the momentum uh-huh. right it's that's a very that's a very challenging thing is it's harder to start the train mm-hmm. than it is to continue the speed of the train it's very hard to get something going but once it's going it doesn't take as much force to keep it going yeah uh, uh, agreed agreed uh, it's true it's like going like the same thing like starting going to the gym it's yeah. hard to first begin mm-hmm. and but once you do you're like oh my god why haven't i been doing this yeah 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 <laughs> or even if one of the things i did recently is i said i'm just going to go to the gym and do 10 minutes of cardio mm-hmm. just do 10 minutes and when i got to the gym i was like i'm already here I might yeah. as well do like a workout too while I'm here mm-hmm. that you can trick yourself into momentum by just creating a little bit too yes yes agreed because that's what it is um, playing tricks on the mind because the mind is always playing tricks on us <laughs> yeah. so it's only fair to give it back I agree I agree <laughs> you're in control you're in control you're in control yes definitely um, what are some some tricks that you do teach regarding the mind because I know you're you're big on the thought aspect right and so I wanted to like, what are some of the tricks that you or tips that you give people to that are practical in your daily life? Uh, one of the I, I like doing the whys. So like, mm-hmm. I think I don't know who wrote the book on it, but there's like the seven whys. Mm-hmm. So if you have an if you have an answer to something, ask yourself why, then ask yourself why. It's really hard to do that alone. So you usually need somebody to do it with. But that's something if you can find somebody that you trust, and you can say, hey, I've been having this limiting belief. Mm-hmm. And you can go into the whys of that. That's drastically important. That's one thing. The other thing that I really, I try to, to help people practice is anytime somebody comes to me with a limiting belief, mm-hmm. I tell them to cut a piece of paper in half, just draw a line down the center of a piece of paper. And then I want you to write 10 things to prove that limiting belief and then 10 things to disprove that limiting belief. I had a a client one time who said, I'm not smart enough to go back to school. And I was like, why? And Mm -hmm. we went into it and we had the conversation. And I said, I want you to make a list. Mm -hmm. Give me 10 10 reasons on one side and 10 reasons on the other. And I think she could only come up with like two reasons why not. Mm. And one of them was because my family told me I'm not smart enough. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's a big reason. I understand. But what else? And then Mm -hmm. it, it was just like, I haven't learned something new in a while. But the, the reasons she could were, I'm capable of learning, I've gone to school in the past, right? I'm really good at taking notes, I'm really good at studying, I'm consistent. It's like, it's a story, the story that you're telling yourself isn't your story, it's somebody else's story. Yes. So that, I really like the second one because it forces you to actually write out your limiting beliefs and then yes. like, what's the, what are the roots under them? Yes. That's, a, that's a really good practice. That's helped me a lot too and that's helped yeah. a lot of my clients. That's beautiful. Yeah, because it's 
the story we're telling ourselves. Yeah. And the story we're telling ourselves is someone else's story about yeah. ourselves. It's just the layers. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not smart enough because. Yes. Go ahead. Because my family told me I'm not. It's like, okay, I understand. And that must be, I mm-hmm. empathize with the fact that they said that. But they, what do they know? They don't know. They right. don't know how smart you are. They just, they're putting that on you. You went to school. You've been to school before. It's just, uh, you know, that. Yeah. The other thing I like to tell people too is failure isn't failure unless it's final and then you quit. So mm-hmm. I had a client, it might have been the same client, she said, I have a test coming up and I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And I said, well, did you study? She said, I studied really, really hard and I, I feel okay about it. And I said, all right, cool. What happens if you fail? And she said, I just take the test again. I said, well, you can't fail then, can you? She's like, well, I have to pay 50 bucks. Like, I'll give you the $50 to take the mm-hmm. test again. You're going to be fine. Just go take the test. Yeah. You're not going to fail. It's just maybe you don't get it right the first time. That's okay. Right. It's not a big deal. It's, yeah. that's, that's normal. That's the way it works for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. And something that came up while you were saying that uh, a big thing that we do that we don't realize is word spell casting against ourselves. Mm. Right? We're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pass this test. Well, you're not. You said yeah. you're not. So yeah. you're not. Right? Yeah. As opposed to now with, with the interrogation, right? You're helping them be reflective as to why you feel that way, right? And now they can change the wording of like, Oh, the possibility of me passing is just as well as there me failing. Mm-hmm. It's just me. What is the belief behind mm-hmm. when I go there? Yeah. Do I, do I, right? Do I have the confidence? Do I believe in myself? Do I trust that I've studied enough and have the knowledge and apply it? I'm sure, like you said, like even the list, right? Having that and, and seeing it and releasing the stories and really diving within yourself. And, and getting there and doing it and then you pass I'm sure the person pass versus mm-hmm. like if you do believe and didn't have a Kevin in their life <laughs> and they just went in with like I'm gonna fail this and you fail it because you believe that you did yeah right and it's important to find these these um, these people in your either in your life or to hire someone to help you be that soundboard to you know believe in yourself because yep. We all can do what we put our minds to, right? That saying, because the mind likes to think it's the master. And I wanted your, your, your feedback on that because you are so big on this. Um, when the mind thinks it's the master, I wanted you, you to tell me, who do you think is the master if it's not the mind? <laughs> uh, I think the mind is... I don't know if the mind is the master, but the mind is something that's very capable of pulling the strings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you're you usually going to have a conscious thought in between your, like, your initial reaction and your action. Right. So like you're in there. Like you have the opportunity to influence it. Mm-hmm. I would say the, the, mind is, the mind is the rudder. The, mm-hmm. ru- the mind is the steering wheel. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go where you tell it to go. Yes. But there is something in there that's either spinning it to the left or spinning it to the right, right or speeding it up or slowing it down. So I would say, yeah, you, the more aware you are as a human being, the more control you ultimately have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're the one who says, I'm not going to get triggered by this. Right. And again, that's years and years and years and years and years, right? That oh, takes yeah. t- time and practice. Absolutely. But even the, the interesting thing to wrap that story up 
the client who didn't believe she could go to school, she went back and got a 3.9 GPA. Mm. She, she, was, she almost got a perfect score. It's like, it's not that I didn't teach her anything about school. Right. I just got her to go back. She did everything else by herself. It's, it's that interesting thing that when you don't believe something is possible, you don't take action. And when you don't take action, you don't get feedback. When you don't get feedback, next time you look for recent relevant proof, you don't have any. The, the recent irrelevant proof you have is last time I thought about trying, I didn't. I'll do that again. Yes. And that's just it. And yes. you get stuck. Yeah. Wow, that is beautiful. Uh, well, congratulations to your client. Yes. Um, and, and it is that, right? Creating these new experiences in mm-hmm. the brain, right? That um, the neural pathways, new ones, right? To believe like, oh, I did do it and I did pass. So the next time I feel this way, I have that proof. Right. To go back and yeah. say, oh, I, I know when I falter and I get into this space, now I know how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's so important. you got to try new stuff. Mm-hmm. Even And again, I know this is simple, but like, if you don't believe you can try it, try something that you believe you can do. Even if it's not the full thing, that's okay. Just try okay. something a little bit more than you did yesterday, and you'll get some level of feedback that you didn't get before. That, the feedback aspect because that is what you're wanting right the brain is wanting information like when I output what is the input right yep. mm-hmm. so it's it is as simple as that but we complicate it right we yes. just get all up wrapped up in here and with the the past experiences of it not working out before but we, did we try it though mm. right or mm-hmm. was it someone that told me that it doesn't work out oh Right. Yeah. Okay. Let me go. Right. So that's mm-hmm. really beautiful. I, mm-hmm. I love that work, uh, and you're helping everyone. Thank and you. I um, appreciate and it. being heart centered is a big deal, um, because and then you're able to be in this space and have uh, the empathy and the compassion, um, and understand. You know, again, um, for you, is this alive in you? Like when you're helping clients, do is there certain aspects or, or certain things that they come with you and ask you that you feel like, oh, it's funny because I'm tackling that in myself right now? <laughs> um, not really when it comes to clients, but most of the stuff we talk about on the podcast is kind of like what we're going through. Mm. I try, I want to be authentic. And right. I mean, if somebody comes to me with imposter syndrome, I got you. Like, I'll jam with you on that because that's something I experience all the time. Uh, uh. Lack of belief that doesn't happen as much Hmm. which is weird because I'm so used to it being that way but I've worked on that a lot I talk a lot about relationships Mm -hmm. so it depends like if my wife and I are having something that I'm learning I'll use it there but more often than not the podcast is like what we're going through a lot of the coaching calls are the stuff that I've really 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 been practicing just because that's the stuff I feel most competent directly teaching someone anyway Yeah. yeah beautiful um, is there anything else that you have you offered the community that I perhaps didn't touch on? Oh, we have, I mean, we have so much stuff that you could never touch on at all, I'm sure. But <laughs> we have one-on-one coaching and group coaching and uh, courses and live events and all that stuff. But I'd always just tell people to listen to the podcast first mm-hmm. because if you don't know us at a deep level, you're probably mm-hmm. not going to trust us enough anyway to do that stuff. So mm-hmm. just check out the podcast and we talk a lot about what we yeah. what we talked about here today, Claudia. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that. How you're just like, hey, in order for, you, for us to work together, see how you feel when you're listening to us. Mm. Right? And that's yeah. a, a beautiful way to get to know you and see. Um, and that's something big that I, um, 
I'm always pushing forward for anyone that's looking for someone. Like, make sure that you get to know them. See if how do they feel, and then you know, reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people find you? So just search Next Level University. It's on all the podcast platforms. It's on YouTube, all of our episodes. And then the best place to get a hold of me personally is probably Instagram. My handle mm-hmm. is at neverquitkid. I do my own DM, so I will get back to you if you reach out. Oh, I love that. So beautiful. <laughs> um, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Um, but before I let you go, is there something that you feel called to share that the listener may need to take with them today? Ooh. The, there's a big difference between self-belief and self-worth. Mm. If you do not believe, um, if you don't believe in your own unique capabilities to build the castle, to build the home, to build the relationship, to build the business, that's probably a self-belief issue. If you do not believe that you belong there after you build it, or you are worthy of having the nice home, the castle, the business, the relationship, that's probably a self-worth issue. A lot of people get them mixed up. Mm-hmm. So I would just say explore that. Do you, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe you're capable of achieving the result? Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you be- believe you are deserving mm-hmm. of the result when you achieve it? I think that's a good little question mm-hmm. to end on. Yeah, agreed. That was perfect. That's a great way for them to think about like, oh, that is perfect. I appreciate you. Of course, um, I appreciate you. This is so fun and great. I mean, I could keep you hostage and just talk to you all day. (laughs) It's so soothing. Oh, my God, there's a bumblebee outside my window. So um, I love that because collaboration, you know, as a hive. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that today. And um, Kevin, uh, again, just my heart is full. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me, Claudia. You're a wonderful host and you're the sweetest. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you to all the listeners for joining us today and expanding this in this amazing conversation. Um, And if you, again, if you're interested in working with Kevin, I will make sure to have all the links and all his access, his phone number, his address. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can reach out to him. Um, So thank you all again. Remember that the breath is the secret. Thank you. And until next time. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness because you deserve it. Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.